him giving me a heads up like that. And then um, when I get everything pinned down and everything, he called me back. He said, looks like I'm going to be off tomorrow. So, you know, whatever you want me to do. I said, well, just go ahead and take care of your teaching. And then he texted me early this morning about 4.30. And he said, I feel like I'm getting this crud again. So, Sister Mary's home and she's sick. And um, so now her son's sick. And um, I tell you, this is some bad stuff. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think with the amount of people that there is, the population that there is, it's only going to get worse. There's going to be this ailment that we've never heard of, a new one. This ailment that we've never heard of, a new one. And, uh, you know, I mean, you go, you go in any kind of uh, establishment, any kind of uh, outdoor activity where there's a multitude of people, We've no idea what all is just, you know, people are breathing and inhaling and exhaling and oh, we don't have no idea, do we? But I know one thing we can do. We can pray. So let's do that. Let's pray. Amen. Father, thank you for this morning. God letting us come back to your house. We love you. We sure do thank you for loving us. And uh, I pray, Lord, that if you will, God, that you would uh, just... uh, Help us today. Meet with us. We desire your presence. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding. And Father, we'll thank you for what you do and however you want to do it. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. 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 Uh, I do have a, a couple of things on my heart. I request your uh, prayers and help uh, on such as this. Um, number one, let me, let me go ahead and, and encourage you right here. The bathrooms are still out of order. That's probably not one of the encouraging words you want to hear. Uh, but the restrooms next door do work and are working. So let's... Uh, uh, encouragement to this is I've noticed that the children don't have to go to the bathrooms quite as much when they're not working. Anybody besides me notice that? And... Uh, I know, I know, they, the bottom line is this. It's an opportunity to get up and move around. Now, when you get older, you don't want to have to get up. You don't even want to have to walk across the living room floor. Hey, would you bring me a glass of water, please, while you're up? So, uh, <laughs> I, I, how many of us could say, be honest now, how many of us could say, you have sat either in your chair or on the couch waiting on one of the others to get up, go to the kitchen. You say, while you're up, would you mind? <laughs> but as long as you raised your hand and got pointed out, both. I mean, <laughs> while you're in there, and if, and if somebody did ask me to do that, I wouldn't mind a bit in the world. Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number I'm going to go ahead and cut this down because it'll be warm in here in a second. It's all, it already feels warm to me up here. Is, how's, how's it feel out there? Warm? Well, Scott, you warm? Amen. Good to see you this morning, brother. Amen. 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 Brother Gary, 
Watch out for the back section back there. The bug, the bug was going around. Amen. Amen. Sister Debbie, Sister Debbie's doing better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you, I had a I, man. We had a great chiropractor here that that I went to. I, I went to one, uh, and as far as I was concerned, he was top of the line. I mean, a gentleman and good at what he did, and he retired. Anybody? Anybody in here? I know. I know. Mama went and seen Doctor Smith. Doctor Edward Smith. Did you and Sister Carol? You know, you used him. Top of the line, wasn't he? Top of the line. And uh, anyway, Philippians chapter two, verse number five. Philippians chapter two, verse number five. Here's a problem. You might not have this problem, but I have this problem. And I got all ideas. You're saved. You battle the same part of my battle. It's my mind. I'm thankful for the day, January the 27th, 1972, when the Lord saved me. But when the Lord saved me, I got saved because I believed in my heart. For within the heart, man believeth unto salvation. Okay. One thing that does not get saved is your flesh. Right? Guess what the flesh operates off? This, this mind is a real power struggle, if you will. Uh, I'm going to read verse number four, uh, verse number five, and then I'm going to flip back over and we'll look back over in Matthew at a, at a text. Because the heart, the heart brings forth so much. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5, the Bible said, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> I look at this and I'm reading this text and I'm thinking about the Apostle Paul's writing and he's reflecting back. He could reflect back because... Um, I believe I believe it'd be very safe for us to say the Apostle Paul was alive when Jesus was alive. Uh, it's, it's it's not a problem for Paul to look back and say, "Hey, the mind that Christ had is the mind that we had." He said, "Let this mind be in you, which was also." He's talking about while he was alive, while he was walking on his fleshly. Venture on earth was in Christ Jesus. Now, uh, let, let, turn over. Let me see if I can. I think I can. Back in Matthew. Um, is it 15, chapter 15. Yeah. Matthew chapter 15. And. Uh, Thanks sure it's good to see everybody this morning. Good to be back in the Lord's house. Amen. Amen. Is anybody glad you're saved this morning? Man, I'm looking for a good day today. No matter what may come my way, 
And it could be some bad stuff. But let me ask you this. Friend to friend. Christian to Christian. Why look for it? Well, John, I don't need it. What I need is to draw nigh to God. I need that. Matthew chapter number 15. Um, the Lord has spoken some things uh, uh, concerning how Isaiah had prophesied it. And we get down to verse number 15. And then Peter speaks up and he's honest. And, and, and let me say, let me say this morning, it will not hurt me and it will not hurt you to be honest with the Lord. Listen, He knows if we're telling the truth. He knows if we're lying. He knows the very intent of the heart. Why try to put a show on to Him? How useless is that? As a matter of fact, I'm wanting to think this, that you'd stand in contempt in the day thereof that you stand before Him. To think that He would... And I'm just I'm I'm using this thing as an example now to think that he would be so lacking in understanding. I'm I'm saying it like that about the Lord, but if I was to say it about you, if if I was talking to Brother John and and I said it and I was talking to him, but I said Brother John, I don't know, I can't believe you think I'm that dumb. You know what I'm talking about? You, you your kids have told you things before, and and you knew good and well the story was. Made up right there. And you look at them, and you may have said it, you may not, but you're thinking, I can't believe you think I'm that dumb to believe that story. Well, surely we don't think the Lord is so naive. I'm not going to say in, in regards to Him, because He's not. He's a sum of all wisdom. So to be honest with Him and to say, Lord, i got a need. Uh, can, can I say, you young people in here this morning, Sister Harley, but Peyton, uh, I'm thankful for them. They're young people. You're, how old are you? 22? 19? 22? What, y'all think y'all rifles or something? <laughs> Bunch of 22s? If you're 17, I'd put you in that caliber. I mean, that, that category, okay? <laughs> But, but seriously, this is a hard time for them. I mean, I mean, they got to make their mind up here. Who do they love? Do they really love God? If they do, they're going to serve God. What seems like and feels like right now, alone in a church where there's no very little other of your age. But what you've got to do is you've got to make up your mind. Am I going to serve God? And this stuff takes place up here. Am I going to serve God if I have to serve God alone? Now, that's real easy. That was real easy for John. Because John served God alone. On the Isle of Patmos. Somebody help me. Alone. Now, now, as we get older, as we get older, there's some things, there's some things that we have to deal with. Older people. Uh, older people, 
Older people, number one, believe they know everything. Now, you ain't got to amen me. I know the truth anyway. Because I get convicted. Now, the Lord ain't said this out loud, but there was something that brought it to mind and says, hey, you don't know everything. You know, you know what will make you know that you don't know everything? When you get around people that act like they know everything and it bothers you. Then you'll be like, oh, dear Lord, I hope I ain't like that. Am I like that? And you're going, hey, I am like that. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. You know what I want? I want to be, I want to be open that if she has a burden, she can say, Preacher, can I talk to you about something and tell me about her burden? And if it's in tears or if it's just a burden, she's concerned about her family, whatever. She knows that door's open. I want to be, that if he has a burden, he can come and say, Brother Edward, I want you all to know that that's available. Please know that. Now, what the devil will do, he'll say, why are you hanging around a church where there ain't nobody but you? The only young lady of this age in that church. There's churches filled with young ladies. Well, there's no doubt about that. There's churches filled with young men. There's no doubt about that. And you could go there and fellowship with them, but then you've got to say, Am I doing this for me? Or am I doing it for the Lord? In this mind, when we do what we do, most of the time, if I'm not careful, somebody help me now, please. If I'm not careful, and if you're not careful, we do all of what we do because of what is produced in here. Also, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Matthew chapter 15, whenever Peter says, I don't understand that parable. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm going to be bouncing back and forth for a few minutes between the mind and the heart. Yes, All right, now, Isaiah said this. He said, the heart's deceitful. He said, it's, he said it's wicked. He said, it's above all things. Wicked. Right. So, now I'm, can I trust my heart? How many times have we heard somebody say this? Well, it was in here. And it's going to come out of here. Well, the reason that happened, how many of y'all have heard that? It was in here. If it's in here, it's coming out of here. You heard that said. The reason that you let it come out of here. It's because your mind was made up to speak what you thought. Not a good idea. I spoke what I thought too many times, and it hurt me so bad that I just... <clears throat> me and Brother Phil was talking last night, and uh, I, I, said, I said, Brother, I have heard, I've heard too many sermons. Hear me now. I've heard too many sermons from behind this desk, or a desk, not just this one, not, not, not our church. I've heard too many sermons that a preacher preached 
and rant and raved for an hour or an hour and a half on something he didn't like and never even ever read a text. Are you kidding me? Brother Gary, we got 66 books. I don't care. I don't care if we could only read half a verse. I have read, you've done it. I've read a portion of a verse before. And a portion of the verse was so powerful, God used it. No wonder Brother Farley told me this whenever, uh, before I, before I, uh, I took the church. He said on the first year, he said for the first year, he said you should probably preach nothing except the 23rd Psalms. And I'm telling you, I mean, I'm thinking, because my mind's running. You're thinking right now, your mind's running right now, thinking about 23rd Psalms for a whole year, three times a week, 52 weeks, 23rd Psalms, only six verses. Can I tell you something that would happen if you done that? Number one, you'd have memorized 23rd Psalms. What an asset right there. Huh? If for nothing more, you'd have started off with the Lord is my shepherd. And you'd have wound up down there in verse number six saying, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You'd have started off right and you ended up right. But also in all of that, I would have been able to learn how to be a shepherd. Not for one sheep, but for every sheep. Not for, not for a good sheep, but even for a bad sheep. Uh, not only would I have learned to be a shepherd, but you would have learned how to be a sheep. And you would have learned how to appreciate a shepherd. And I would have learned how to appreciate sheep. You see how that works? That's such a fulfilling instruction, Brother Jeff. But too many times our mind says, it's not enough, need more, need more, need more. I was talking to, last night when I was talking to Brother Phil, and I was talking about, how many remember the parable, the story in the Bible about the, about the shepherd that left the ninety and nine? And he went after that one that went astray. Everybody remember that? <clears throat> Somebody tell me something about that one that went astray. He was a wanderer. He was a wanderer. He probably wasn't the first time he did it. That, but this time, the shepherd had to leave the fold to go after this one. You know what's possible? I don't know this. I don't know this. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. Hypothetical, Brother Darnell. It could have been that one was a troublemaker. It could have been he would not listen. It could have been he always wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. It could have been that he wouldn't eat right. He could have been sickly. He's lost his sense of direction. He didn't care that he's supposed to stay within the whole. I'm just saying a lot of things it could have been. And still that shepherd went after him. You know why? Because a shepherd loves a sheep. But his mind's got to get right. Your mind's got to get right. How many of y'all enjoy sleeping in? Sleeping in the morning? 
Like sleep in? I, I, that ain't a trick question. That's a real question. I like to sleep. Everybody's nervous about it. I don't know about raising my hand right there. He's going to say something. He'll say something. But then you don't sleep in, do you? Thank you. Okay. Well, he married one. Okay. Okay. So he can get to take care of the kids while you take a little. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, <laughs> he said, Amen. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes you just need, especially with all these bugs going around, and you're, oh man, you feel zapped. Huh? But you got a job. You got a job. He gets up at 4 o'clock. Brother Gary, you said you get up about 4, 4.30? 5 o'clock? Okay, now you like to sleep in. You like to sleep wouldn't hurt, wouldn't hurt your feelings. Five o'clock sleeping in. <laughs> in your world. <laughs> but, you've got a job. You've got to set your mind right. And you've got to let yourself know, oh, I love to sleep in, but I've got to get up and go to work. I've, I've got to. All right, so there's got to be some adjustment in the mind, and the mind's going to have to submit. It don't want to. It would rather lay on that soft pillow, and at the very most, roll over. At the most, I roll. I roll over so many times. I get up in the morning. I feel like I've run a marathon. I don't. I don't know. I've asked my doctor about that. He said maybe you need a new mattress. He ain't tried to. He ain't tried to help me not one little bit. Everything costs me money. I go down there. <clears throat> I want you to look at this. But Peter said, Peter said, we don't understand what you're trying to say. All right, look at Jesus said, verse number, uh, Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 16, uh, 17, 16. And Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? Do you not yet, uh, you yet understand that whatsoever entered in at the mouth goeth out, goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceedeth out of the mouth come forth from where? The heart. And they defile the man. How many has ever thought, I want to say something, but if I do, I'm going to cause a stink. Be honest. Be honest. And you didn't say it. Well, it come out of the heart. But somewhere or another it got shut down. Because you knew up here, this ain't going to help nobody. Now, some people ain't got no control. They got a mind. And I'm not saying nobody hears like that. I'm just saying some people, they got a mind, they don't know how to bribe it. <clears throat> Attached from here to here, James said there's a tongue. That if it's not controlled, if it's not bridled, the reference, the, the, the verse says something about it being like a fire. Where? The reference to my tongue is this thing here can burn down homes, it can burn down marriages. It can burn up relationships, friendships, 
You know your dog come over here and tore up my flowers? For real? For real? Is you, you would rather, you'd rather sever a friendship than just to plant a new flower? And I've seen people lose family members over a tongue. How pitiful. How pitiful. He said, But those things which proceed out of the mouth cometh forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeded what? Evil thoughts. <clears throat> Wait a minute. <clears throat> out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts. You know, I, I, help me right here. I'm just of this mindset. Before it ever comes out of here, they're going to have to be a little bit of harmony, a little relationship, a little of the I agree with you, between the heart and the mind. Am I right? If the mind can control the tongue, I believe it can. You just agreed that there's been times you thought of something but you didn't say it because you knew it was better off not to say. No wonder Paul said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. How many times could Christ have said something that would have been truth, but it would have thrown so much question into those disciples' minds? One of the, one of the most hardest things that he said was whenever he told the disciples not to go to the Gentiles. I mean, they're like, what do you mean? What, what about them? Who are they? Well, in their mind, we know what a Jew, how a Jew felt about a Gentile. They, they called them, they referred to them as what? Dogs. <clears throat> but, but Christ himself, this one that came unto his own, this one that came to seek and to save, he said, uh, you, you leave them alone. And then he himself went to them. You know what that does? Cause questions in your minds. You know what cause questions in your mind when you see the preacher do something you don't understand. I don't understand that. Well, my preacher used to do stuff all the time. I didn't understand. He used to tell me this. He said, uh, I, "I asked him about one one occasion about what he's doing." He said, "I didn't explain that to you, did I?" I said, no, sir. He said, that's what I thought. And he left it right there. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Y'all think I'm kidding. I mean, I mean, this morning, Face Mom, Sister Tracy, uh, Andrew, Tiffany, I think that's the only ones that was really set up under him. Sister Tiffany, maybe a little bit more. Was he still alive when you came around, Andrew? Was he? When did y'all get married? 99? Okay. So, just he, a little bit before, he was coming a little bit before. I told Glenn to run him off. But look, but look here. I mean, she's still happy today with him, and I am too. Amen. I would have been wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't tell Glenn that. Our mind is always trying to figure out what's happening. You're riding down the highway, you see a detour, and you say, what's going on? Because you don't know. But you're willing to follow the detour, and then you're going along there. <laughs> Mama. Mama. 
it's, it's funny to me. It's funny to me because Mama's 95 and she thinks I know everything. Everything. If there's a question that she has, oh, Jeff, all she got to do is ask me. We can be riding down the road. I'll ride with Gary on my road. The old place where Uncle David and Aunt Doris used to live, they're doing all kind of work in there. They got an excavator, they're digging out stumps and trees and piling dirt upside the road. We ride by there, and Mom said, What are they doing? I hate to tell you this, but I don't know. <laughs> Or if they're building something new. And you know what? I appreciate, I appreciate the fact that she's got that kind of confidence. But I just want you to know before I get real big-headed right here, if you were doing the driving, she'd be asking you the same thing too, okay? But if we see them building something new, well, what are they building there? Our mind is not satisfied with not knowing. Okay. But Jesus says in Matthew 15, out of your heart. Or out of the heart. It says, proceed evil thoughts. Ah, This is Jesus talking to Simon Peter. You reckon that verse still applies today? Evil thoughts. But I'm saved. Can I confess to you, I am not near the good Christian that I want to be. And I say I want to walk with the Lord. I do, Brother Rui. But because of my heart, I don't know that the Lord wants to walk with me. I mean, He said, bitter and sweet water will not come forth out of a fountain. So something's got to happen. Something's got to take place. Something, something more than just my salvation experience. Don't get me wrong what I'm saying right here. You're saved. Whosoever is called upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do you work around that? For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness. There is no righteousness in me or in you until the righteousness of Christ has been imputed in us. Okay? But there's something that will not turn me loose to be the Christian that I believe the Apostle Paul paints a picture of us to be. And I think it's the mind. Man. They used to tell me this. Sister Lindsay, you you a school teacher. Sister Carol, you a school teacher. Uh, They used to tell me this in school. Oh, you can learn. Now, some people have a gift and they just pick stuff up. And my dad used to say this. He used to say, he said, if you'll pay attention in school, you'll never have new homework. You'll never have to take. He said, if you'll pay attention in school. 
for some reason or other, I guess I didn't know how to pay attention. So I had to do the homework. Sister Lily, how many times did you come home and say, I'm telling you, Roy, that child is not going to get it. And you wanted to retire 20 years before you did. But you hung in there to help them. And I, I don't know, not one of your students, but I'm thankful that you was faithful. There's just something about the hindrance of my walk with Christ being right here. That doesn't mean I'm a thief. That doesn't mean I'm a murderer. That doesn't mean you're a fornicator. That doesn't mean that your lasciviousness is, is, is an abundance of your life. That doesn't mean that you're on the top ten list of worst criminals in America. That means that we've still got a battle going on right here. And man, don't you wish that one day we could get the victory over this. Well, good news. It is coming. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. Sing it with me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You you was on the road, Brother Donnell. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. Well, let me... Let me finish reading. He said, verse 19, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. False witnesses. You said, does that mean that somebody that says they're saved and they're not really saved? I'll go further than that. I believe that there's a lot of people that says God's called them to preach and God ain't called them to preach. They just saw a lot of monetary gain in the profession. Is, is the camera running this morning? Good. That's why Kenneth Copeland is worth over a billion dollars. Over a billion dollars. Can you believe? I mean, listen. I don't care what a preacher drives. I don't care where he lives. I hope he I hope he drives a nice vehicle at, at any church where he pastors or preaches, evangelist, missionary. I hope he drives a dependable vehicle. I, I hope I hope that he lives in a comfortable home. But I'm telling you, when he starts hitting the spotlight for living in a five million dollar home. I'm talking about Kenneth. I'm talking about T.D. I'm talking about Jesse. That's what they're known for. They're not known for being faithful. They're not known for using the King James Bible. They're not known for winning the lost. Something happened that got a hold of their mind. I mean, I mean, listen. Listen, when this here, when this gets you, when you when your when your focus gets on this, and you get to counting one day, and you go, "Whoa, I thought I had more than that." <laughs> but that's your life. I hope your life's more than six dollars, okay? <laughs> but the wheel starts turning up here saying, I need to do something else. And money will become your God. 
And that didn't come out of that didn't come out of what Christ put in the heart. That didn't come out of the righteousness that was imputed. That come out of that thing over there that we read in verse nineteen of chapter fifteen of the book of Matthew where he said, Thefts. If I gotta steal to make it, the next thing he had down there was false witnesses. If I've got to be a false witness, can I tell you this? I'd rather walk off from this place today. Just I, I'm not lying, Brother Jeff. I'd rather walk in here, Brother Rui, throw my hands up, say, I'm done, find you a preacher, than to know that I had stole anything from Camden Baptist Church. 26 years, not one penny. If I find a penny in the parking lot, if I find a dime in the parking lot, and I do, I bring them in and I put them in the open plate. I've got a witness. She's probably watching right now. Mary Potter, you check behind me. You say, you say, preacher, we just want to know how you check. Amen. Open door. You're, if you're a member here, and if you're not a member here and you want to be, I think it's a wonderful thing. We want you to be. Amen. You ever joined? Oh, good. Okay. I'm just kidding. I knew you did. Let's let's look. Paul, let's go back. Let's go back. We've got to hurry. got to hurry. Paul, in Philippians chapter 5, chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, if you were an example, if you want to know something about someone that knew how to operate and battle the mind, it's Christ. There's no greater exemplifier than Christ. No greater. He's the best example we can have. Here's what happened. When, when, when Jesus got around people that was disgruntled, guess who they were? Somebody help me. Pharisees? Sadducees? Everybody that was disgruntled around Him were not followers of Him. But yet they made it something to take place in their life to get close enough to Him to talk to Him. Same thing today. Someone may come to church back and forth, in and out, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever, and may look faithful, but in the behind scenes, they found them another disgruntled church member. And oh man, they'll they'll uh, they'll slash it out there. I've been I've been watching these things. I'm, I'm very interested. I, I guess since the first trip we ever went to Africa, Brother Gary, I just I like watching things that have the different African tribes uh, take place. There's a tribe called the uh, Hazabi. I believe anybody ever heard of that? The Hazabi tribe. Uh, very unusual. They 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 kill whatever they kill. What they do every day is for food. What you do every day is for food. That's why you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to work so you can buy groceries. Yes, well, you say, but what about my house? Well, you've got to have a place for your groceries. Yeah. Amen. Well, what about my car? Well, you've got to have means of transportation to go get your groceries. It's all about the food. Amen. It's all about the food. You know what I'm going to do when I leave here today? I'm going to go get some food. You know what I did this morning before I left the house? I ate some food. 
It's all about... It's, hey. We have to be careful. This thing right here become our God. Our Betty. Those people, when they kill an animal, they'll kill a... Whether they, whatever they eat. Whether it's a deer or a, a bear or a lion or a monkey or a snake or whatever it is. A rat, a, a, a guinea, a bird. Here's how they clean it. They shoot it. They build a fire. And they lay that animal on that fire. Ungutted. Unskinned. You say, I couldn't eat it like that. Oh, you'd be surprised. That fire purges. And if you was really hungry, I mean, I know good and well right now, you wouldn't eat a possum. You would Ain't no way. You're from the north. You wouldn't eat me to raccoon. You, or a snake. Now, I'm from the south. I wouldn't eat a snake. If I do, you tell everybody you know he was hungry. I wouldn't eat a possum, Brother Gary. But now if I got hungry enough, I'd lay him on the fire. And I watched that tribe take their monkey heads and just eat off of that head. The children, they teach. You know why? Because they're hungry. If you and I get hungry enough, we too will eat like that. If you and I get hungry enough for the things of God, we will desire the righteousness of Christ, which will change our hearts and our... I don't, I don't even want to see a show of hands, but I just want to ask you. If there was more of Christ in us, would your mind be changed? Uh, I, the labor that Christ put forth, the labor that Christ put forth, it was, it was for promotional things. Jesus worked real hard to promote, to promote. You, you, you should, you should want to promote. Uh, but, uh, Brother Gary, you've been out there for a little while now. Are you in management? No. Are you like an overseer? Nobody works under you? You're at the bottom of the ladder. Whoa. I think you've got me by the ankle pulling my legs, what I really think right now. But we'll just say hypothetically that he was up there a little bit. You know what he'd be doing? He'd be promoting everybody to do good work. He'd be wanting people to do their very best that they could on their job. That's why you tell kids, you can do this. Probably somewhere in a lot of homes, they've been told, you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't. But they can. And Jesus went about promoting something. He promoted the glory of God. He didn't, even, he didn't even lift up himself. He just... 
I mean, I, I know you're sitting there thinking, he said, but if I'd, if I'd been lifted up, I'd draw him into me. He's talking about Calvary. He's talking about a cross. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. What do you promote? Do you promote the things of God? The things of Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit? Do you promote how much God loves sinners? We've got to let people know. I've got to let people know. You've got to let people know. If we don't, if we don't, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? The, the, the ministry of a local church will die out. Proverbs 9, 29, 11 says, A fool utters all his mind. But a wise man keeps it in until afterwards. Till after what? Till after you thought about it for a little bit and you realize it ain't worth mentioning. Proverbs 29, 11. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your what? Mind. No wonder Paul said, let's cook here. We need the mind of Christ. Ephesians 4.23, the Bible says, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Father, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. We love you. I thank you for loving me. Help us, Lord, to be able to God give you our mind. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. I'm glad Paul told us that. And then I pray, Lord, today you'll meet with us. Help us, I ask in Jesus' name. I pray these things. Amen and amen. God bless you.